Legion Cajuns are tourney bound. March Madness. They won last night over USA, or as everybody else knows, is the University of South Alabama. Game last night. You know what's interesting? The dichotomy of the audience watching and the players, especially down south. Like, I remember when I went to the Texas game, how few African diversity in the crowd? No. And last night, too. Diversity in the crowd? No. Not at all. It's just, you know, it's interesting, the people who watch and the people who are on the court. And, yeah, I felt that in Texas. And it was interesting, too, because I was talking, um, Hal's friend Don was saying, how that they're, you know, they're really what, I forget what he said, the percentage of even African-American students were at, U, at, at, Texas, at, at Texas Austin when he was there. And you looked around the crowd, and it's, it's kind of scary. And then you look out on the field, and the majority of the players were African-American. And, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, it, it's, I mean, people notice, people don't notice, people don't talk about it, people talk about it. But it just was something that, you know, struck me. Even last night watching a basketball game where, you know, I mean, you look at everybody in the team. Of course, white coach. And that's a you know that that's always that's always bothered me. Too many men coaches in in women's basketball, and too many, not enough coaches of color, diversity, anything. I mean, I, I don't mean anything. I mean how white Lily White it is in coaching, and how Lily White it isn't on the court. Even NFL, you look at the sidelines. Every coach, white, 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 white. And it's like, it can't be all these coaches, these kids didn't grow up, you know, in, in certain areas where they had white coaches and everything. And now all of a sudden it's like that coach can't coach. And I read something too. There was something interesting. The president of the Washington commanders, and he was on a podcast and he taught very interesting what he talked about. I want to see, do I have it here? Of course it, Yeah. The lack of belief in black intellect. Commander's President Jack Wright. He was on a podcast, black on the Ameri athletic podcast Between the Lines with, I forget who did, with, with Tashawn Reed. He said, the reality is there's a pervasive disbelief in our society in black intellect. You can run the ball, you can jump, you can sing, maybe dance, maybe do some art. Maybe you can even be an academic or an activist. But do we have the intellectual capacity to run a business or shape policy or things like that? Eh, there's a lack of belief there. Yeah. He said that at the end, with the, Doug Williams, the first quarterback to African-American quarterback to win a Super Bowl. At the end of the day, it's all about ownership when it comes to the lack of diversity among those in leadership positions in the NFL. Regardless of what anybody says, regardless of what the NFL does, it's probably trying to get minorities in position. It's probably trying to get minorities in position. The bottom line is it, is it rests with 32 people, basically. That's what he said, 32 people. He is the youngest president of the league and just the fourth player to take on the role. He, seven years of the league, retired before the 2011 lockout, went to business school, Went to work at the management consulting firm McKinsey and McCompany. Now he works on the business side, business operations, marketing, sales responsibilities for the team, rather than being involved in football operations, which I don't understand. You know, and but I thought that was kind of interesting. Where yeah, that you know, like they, they didn't think a black could play quarterback. Warren Moon, MVP of the Rose Bowl at Washington, had to go play in the CFL and win five goddamn Grey Cups with the Edmonton Eskimos, and then he finally got a shot in the NFL. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. These guys can coach. Dawn Staley, you know, showed that, you know, she's a, it doesn't matter what, but she is a great coach. And there should be more opportunities out there. There should be more. I mean, Demeco Ryans, you're telling me all these guys, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm sorry. It, you know, it, it's, it's not working. 
it, you know, and, you know, people say, oh, I could say I'm too woke and all that stuff. I don't give a shit. Am I woke or just like, you know, enough's enough. Just because this has been the norm all along doesn't mean it has to stay the norm going forward. Things got to change. We got to move forward. It's 2023. And I agree with that. I totally agree. So that, you know, the, the lack of belief in black intellect, it is. Yeah, it really is. You know, they're good enough to play on the court, but they're not good enough to coach. They're not good enough to run a, run a, run a team. LeBron wants to own a team. It'd be nice to have some diversity in the ownership. It's lily white everywhere. It's a bunch of rich white guys who are deciding what, you know, you know, they put stuff on the NFL. They put on the, on the field diversity. They put stuff uh, on the helmets, all this shit. But is, is it on the, do, do we see the results in front offices, in coaching, in ownership? No, no, we do not. Not even close. And that should change. That has to change. So yeah, I saw that and I was like, okay, yeah. So I want to lead off with that. And, um, yeah, I, I trained Gumbo Chef today. Great. You know, it's just great to have someone that you've known forever and you can just talk and just, you know, shoot the shit, talk what's on your mind. And yeah, we had, we had a great, great workout. And then I took him down to the place. He said the gumbo was good. And uh, I got my pretzel and I was very happy. And then I picked up some chickens from Whole Foods and they leaked all over my bag. So now I got to do laundry. After this, I realized because uh, I got to do a wash because I got chicken all inside my bag and uh, that's not good. So, uh, but I won't do a podcast because it's all about getting it done before Michigan gets home. Now, it said last night that Celtics hung on to beat the Cavs last night. The Knicks would move in a tie for fourth with, the, with a win today over Charlotte at home. They're going to play the Kings on Thursday, nine game winning streak. Julius Randle went 4-0 last week when the player of the week averaging about 38 rebounds, five assists. In the West with Devin Booker, 36 in 3-0 week, five rebounds, eight assists. And uh, yeah, going for 10 in a row, which, is, I, mean, I mean, that's crazy, right? 10 in a row tonight. That's, that's absurd. So they are 39-27, and and they're going to go play at the 38-26 Kings, who won last night over the Pelicans, and Sabonis got another triple-double, which, you know, come on. He's playing some. He's playing some very good basketball. But the Knicks ten in a row tonight. Of Celtics lost in overtime, but Tatum was out, Horford was out, and you know, I mean, those are two guys you really can't. And they still, and they still, Grant Williams before overtime was talking shit to Donovan Mitchell, and then missed the two free throws that would have won the game, and that was that. Okay, so a lot of things happened today. A lot of things. Daniel Jones. Signed, he didn't get $48 million, but he got four years, $160 million with $35 million in incentives. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of, sh- lot of shekels. So he, he, got, he got his deal. He got paid, which is awesome. And yeah, I mean, crazy, right? I mean, four years, $160 million. Yeah, that, that's a lot. With, oh, and Rams, it wasn't, it was what I said. It was remodel for this 2023 season. Not, not it was, I, th- I thought it was remodel. What, what, I, I got it right. I got it right. Lamar Jackson officially placed the non-exclusive franchise tag. The tag is worth $32.416 million. And he can now negotiate a contract with other teams. Baltimore will have the right to match. And if they don't match, they'll get two first round picks from the team that signs him. Which kind of like, so when you put him in that, when you put it in as a non-exclusive, there's different types of franchises, franchise tags. But the one 
this is the one that if they they, they decide to, you have decide to let him go, you got to get two first round draft picks, and I think that's going to deter a lot of teams from doing that. Someone might do it, but teams are going to think twice about giving up two first round draft picks to get Lamar Jackson. But there it is. They're saying that this is this is not the greatest market for quarterbacks. I mean, it's good. Whereas Lamar Jackson, former MVP, is a known commodity. Yes, he doesn't have the best accuracy, but he. He, he he has proven to he, he got a super he got a got a got a playoff win but you know but he has has been getting hurt the last couple of years so we're going to see what's going to happen on that front Saquon is under the franchise tag which is only 10 million dollars and he turned down 12 and a half so I'm thinking he's not going to be happy playing for even less than what he could have got on a long-term deal so I don't know how that's going to work out with the franchise tag with Saquon I mean th- that to me is yeah we, we got to see how this goes but I mean they placed the franchise tag on him but, yeah, uh, yeah. As soon as he signed that, so yeah, it's, yeah. He, he turned down twelve point five. Number increased slightly, and it's only a little over ten million dollars. So I guess we're going to see what happens on this front. Uh, Barkley and Shane met free play money, but no exchange, did not, but did, but did not exchange numbers. I think it would upset anybody after losing the playoffs that they're playing on the tag. Oh, after about playing on the tag, he said. He does not ha- immediately have to sign the tag and could choose to follow a common path for disgruntled players by not showing up for spring voluntary workouts. But that's never been his way. Yeah, so I, gu- I guess we'll see what happens going forward. But yeah, he, he can't be happy about that front. Yeah, I think they're going to have to try to work out something. I mean, that's less than even he wanted beforehand. So we'll see how that works out. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's And he, hey... Hey, it wasn't forty-eight million, but it's still that's a lot of money for Jones, and and he's still a young quarterback. How old is Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones is ready. Just Daniel Jones' age was he's only twenty-five. Jeez, and he's not twenty-six until May, so he'll be able to sign a, another huge contract once this is done. Wow, that's he's going to make that's a lot of money, dude. Hey. And, and, you know, I mean, so, so he, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and a bunch of, bunch of contracts went through Geno Smith, three years, 105 million. He did a lot of things this past season with the, with, with the, with the Seahawks first quarterback since Rich Gannon in, in 1999 to be selected to his first pro bowl in year 10 or later of his career. He's getting 52 million his first year. The franchise tag, as we said, would have been 32 million and change. So more money than that. He set several single-season records for completion rate, completions, 399, passing yards, 4282, which was over 17 games, which broke Wilson over 16 games, almost 70% completions this past year, 30 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Through seven of his 11 interceptions over the last seven regular season games when he was trying to do too much, he won comeback player of the year. They have the number five pick. They said they could still go out and pick up a... They could still go out and pick up a quarterback at number five because really it's a three-year deal. He's 32. It's not like he's going to be playing for the next 10 years, or maybe he will, but he finally got his big payday. Good for him. We're going to see how this works out going forward. But yeah, Josh Jacobs franchise tag, that that, that happened, but he wants a long-term deal. And sources told Matthew Berry that Sean Payton may not like Russell Wilson. I don't think Payton likes Russ. He's got a year to prove himself or Payton will move on. Thank you, JPA football. Am I shocked about that? No, not even close. 
I can't believe that he took the job and was like, you know what? The guy I want to play quarterback is Russell Wilson. I think he has, he's on a very short leash. It's going to be in a very short leash this season, and we'll see how that goes going forward. Rodgers, the Jets flew out to meet with Rodgers. So if Rodgers leaves the Packers and Carr, who got a contract with the well, with the Saints yesterday. So think about this division. You have you have Brady retired. You have Ritter with the Falcons. You have the Panthers who might bring back Sam Darnold. And you have D- Derek Carr. So there's a chance they win the division, home playoff game, and they could get a first round bye. The thing is, they were the oldest team in the NFL last year, 28 years plus for the players and the Saints. So they're not getting younger. They got cap issues. Yeah, last year they finished one game back with Dalton and Winston. I mean, yeah, crazy. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, think about all that stuff. So, yeah, you got four years, $150 million car, $100 million in guarantees, about $37.5 per year, $70 million fully guaranteed, $60 million at signing, $10 million in year three that's vesting after year one structures deal to accommodate Saints cap issues. Saints give uh, gave Carr two years, basically seven million, seventy million in real money that comes out to two franchise tags, and races on to see if Danny Dimes will got, and which he did. This was from Bill Barnwell. This this is what I read yesterday. Saints ended last season, as I said, oldest team. Signed Carr, playing to win now, but how high a ceiling does Carr raise? Does Carr raise that ceiling? They'll use the signing bonus and option bonus in year two to keep Carr's cap low and get him on the. Uh, get them on their cap. They're sure to convert 30 million in salary in 2024 into an option bonus. So we'll probably have a 7.2 million cap this year, 12.9 hit in 2024, which means problems down the line and they can get out of the contract by 2025. But you know, right now they're 18 million over the cap before the signing of car. So they're going to have to get that in place. And the, right now they rank in the bottom five in cap space issues in 2024 and 2025 crazy i mean it's just it's, it's crazy right i mean it's just you know all, all this they, they sign these guys these contracts and all this stuff and you know they're trying to win now but it leaves a lot of problems going forward with certain stuff and you're like yeah i'm gonna see how th- i'm gonna see how this this turns out going forward we'll see it's gonna be bumpy i'll tell you a little bumpy yeah so i, I you know you see all this stuff but you know I, that's the thing too so the seahawk can, can draft a quarterback maybe even a hendon hooker who can sit for a year or two, and then he can end up starting, which isn't a bad thing for the Seahawks. Have a known guy under center right now. And we'll see how that goes. And then Matthew Barry also posted this. It's someone said at the Combine, my nipples are hard for Alan Lazard. That, just creepy. That's very creepy. And what did I see? That at Joe Mixon's house, there was a shooting of a teenager, there was a young man at his house, but he wasn't at the house, and the cops showed up. Nothing good. Nothing good comes. I, I, I don't know what's going on. And Beggle's not expected a franchise tag safety. Jesse Bates, per source, two sides, have until March 15th to see if they can reach long-term. And he, Bates said he would like to play for the Browns. I don't know why anybody says, hey, I want to play for the Browns. Well, the Browns have a shitload of cap space, so you know maybe he's thinking that they got some money to give him. But, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, back to Joe Mixon, it's like, you know, offseason is... No structure for a lot of athletes. And I'm not saying that he was at fault, but 
when you have too much free time, a lot of bad things happen. So structure is the king to everything. Yeah, Evan Ingram, franchise tag over $11 million. We'll see how that works out for them. Uh, Calvin Ridley fully reinstated by, by the league, so following the suspension for gambling last season. So he is going to play this season for the Jags. The Frank Clark made Pro Bowls three of the last four years, so they're going to say, it's all cap space. They're, they're releasing him. It's all cap space safe. But they said it could come back on a lesser deal. Titans expected to release Bud, Bud Dupree, reportedly shopping Derrick Henry, which is, wow, I mean, Derrick Henry. And they're building that brand-new stadium. I mean, don't you need a face behind it? I, I mean, I mean, uh, Ron Carthon, I guess, is uh, looking at the numbers and contracts that he's trying to get. And I guess they're, it sounds like they're, they're doing a fire sale there, not a remodel, a fire sale. We'll see how this all goes going forward. Falcons free agent Lorenzo Carter started with the Giants. Linebacker signed a two-year deal. He's 27 years old, 58 tackles, four sacks last season. You know, sign up the young guys. He's only 27. Sign these, lock them up, lock them up. And Broncos up in a trade in Cortland Sutland, Sutton. 64 catches, 829 yards, two touchdowns last year. Yeah, yeah, like Bud Dupree. They'll save $9.35 million in cap space, the, the Titans. But yeah, Cortland Sutton. Well, listen, I think Sean Payton went through the whole roster and said, hey, this guy will work in my system, this guy won't. And that's uh, and 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 chose and chose Rob chosen chose Robbie Anderson. He changed his name. Cut by the cards. They're gonna save twelve million in cap space. Seven catches in ten games last season. Yeah, that didn't work out huh, with the Cardinals. He was pissed he didn't get up balls with the Jets. Orlando Brown, unrestricted free agent. Bears have ninety six million in cap space. And Frank Clark released. KC, $21 million. It's all about releasing, open up the cap space. That's what it is. And Vice could release uh, outside linebackers, Darius Smith, safety Harrison Smith, running back Dalvin Cook. A lot of teams, there's going to be a lot of guys switching teams. We're going to see what happens. I know they go by the PFF grade. Oh, his grade was a little down this year, but he makes tackles and all this stuff. Harrison Smith has been a very solid player. So Darius Smith came over from the Packers. You know, they just won. They had a great regular season. I mean, they won a lot of close games this year. They lost in the playoffs, the Giants. But, you know, I guess uh, they're looking to restructure the whole offense. You got Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins. I don't know how much longer Kirk Cousins is going to be around, but we'll see what happens on that front. Yeah, right? Yeah, and, and, and it's just talking about Gumbo Chef today. I'm like, like football, like, is like, because it was uh, 4 o'clock today was the, the, the franchise tag. That was a deadline, so they were doing all this stuff. But that football staying relevant this this late in the game, like every day. It's like, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, the Jets are going to meet him. I, I don't want him on the Jets. And, you know, talking to Gumbo Chef today, I mean, you know, I don't know if he's going to survive here in New York. You know, he's used to playing in Green Bay. Green Bay's a lot different than New York City. They're going to be all over shit. They're not going to, they don't care if he does hallucinogenic drugs. They don't care if he goes in dark rooms. If he doesn't win, they are going to be all over shit. And if he has a bad game at home, they are going to boo the living shit out of him. And he's going to start throwing, if he starts throwing guys under the bus and everything, it's going to get ugly here. I don't know if he really wants to come here. I mean, Brett Favre, hey, played pretty well, but then the intern, he was, uh, you know, trying to have phone sex with her. So, you know, off the field, and then he got injured. You know, I, I don't know. I Brett Favre was a little more, you know, he did his thing. Aaron Rodgers, I don't, the kookiness, no one gives a shit if you're winning. But if you're not winning, they're going to care. They're going to care a lot. And, uh, you know, he has weapons, and he has a good team around him. So uh, they're going to expect big things when he comes here. Not that he hasn't, you know, hey, he won a Super Bowl, but, you know, he hasn't done a lot. 
It's won a lot of MVPs, and it hasn't translated to the postseason. And that's what people care about, the rings. And the Jets haven't won one forever, and they want a ring badly. So if you're going to come here, they're going to expect big things from you. Did you see Justin Turner hit on face 16 stitches? Thank God it wasn't anything worse Monday. Hit by a pitch by Detroit's Matt Manning. Soft tissue injuries. And yesterday, Aaron Judge hit his first home run of spring training against the Pirates. Thank you, Brian Hawk, for that one. Cubs' Eric Hosmer was in the batter box before eight-second mark yesterday, but was not alert to the pitcher, which resulted in automatic strike. So I guess you have to get in and you have to, you have to show. I think you have to get in the plate, and then you have to make contact with the pitcher before you can throw the pitch. So it's like there's things that are going to have to fix up on that front. The Leafs are playing at the Devils tonight. Yeah, there's, there's so many rules, so many rules. Thank you, Talking Baseball, for that. How about Connor McDavid? 54 goals, 70 assists. He set a career high with 124 points, and he still has 17 games left to play. They went over the Sabres yesterday 3-2. He he's on pace for 156. He has 12 goals and 15 assists in the last 11 games. He, now listen to this. Okay, the fewest games to 250 career multi-point outings. Fewest games. Connor McDavid took 532. Bossy did it in 250 career multi-point games in 549. So then Lemieux, 444, and Gretzky, 382. So you're talking 150 games less, which is crazy, right? That's very, yeah. So, but hey, he's having a season, a lot of points. And someone had posted, well, Hockey Reference. I love Hockey Reference. Hockey Reference always posts stuff that I love. And... Well, hottest goal scores last 30 days. Last 30 days, Conor McGregor has 13 goals. Kirill Kaprizov from Minnesota has 12. So does Dreisaitl for Edmonton. And McKinnon has 12 for Colorado. And Rupintz has 10 for Dallas. And tonight is also Buffalo at the Islanders. And Carolina is up two on the Devils. Devils are up nine on the Rangers the Rangers are up on seven on the Islanders, and then Pittsburgh's back one. So those are the playoff teams right now. Buffalo is three points out of a playoff spot right now. So Tampa Bay's in. So is Toronto, Boston, Pittsburgh. So we'll see if and the team, the only team right, the teams right now that are in the hunt are Buffalo, Ottawa, Florida, Detroit are all within seven points of a playoff spot. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. And tonight. World Baseball Classic, Cuba versus the Netherlands, 11 o'clock on FS1. I know it'll be up really late to see that. I'm trying to see when the U.S. This is all the, yeah, they're not in this region. And Czech Republic, I read about. That is interesting. They're all like native Czechoslovakians who have real jobs. And it was fascinating. I mean, they play, first of all, they have to practice inside because of the weather and everything. And they have become a very good, fundamentally sound baseball team. So I, I respect it a lot. So Denard Wilson gets fired by, leaves the Eagles because he didn't get defensive coordinator. He was named the Ravens defensive back coach. Yeah. And Steve Sarkeesian on who will land Texas' starting quarterback this upcoming season. He said, I'm not worried about who's going to be on the cover of what magazine next week. Quinn Ewers has an entire year of a head start, but I don't want to hold Arch Manning back. I want to see how far he can take this thing and what it can look like. Yeah, that's going to be interesting going forward. Very much so. Yeah. 
So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I got a pretzel today. The pretzel was awesome. Cowboys, last 25 years, 11 playoff appearances, 4-11, no Super Bowls. 4-11 in playoff games. Not good. Donovan Smith going to be cut by the Bucks. That's also a starting left tackle. Yeah, we'll see how that all goes. Yeah, Donovan Smith, they said, since it's pre-June 1st, about almost $10 million in cap space for this year. Where it would have been over $15 million, so they got rid of him. And they're talking about, can, can Will, Willie Calhoun become the Mac Carpenter of this season? So Willie Calhoun is 28. He is, bats left, throws right, left fielder in DH. Back in 2019 for Texas, 21 home runs, 48 RBIs, 269 batting average. Since then, the last two seasons, the last three seasons, he's had eight home runs and 51 RBIs. So can he get back to that? He's only 28. They said maybe he come with a Matt Carpenter this year for the Yankees. We'll see if that happens. But uh, they said the juice ball that year. He hasn't been the same since. Yeah, back in 2017, AAA campaign at the age of 22, hit 331 home runs and just 128, 128 games. That's another guy. We'll see how that pans out. But yeah, maybe, right? It could happen. Maybe. Probably not, but, you know, you got to let things sit up. Oh, and happy birthday, Paul. So Paul's temple in Boulder, Colorado does, it's Purim, which is, you know, I played Haman, which is the evil man of Purim. And, you know, people get dressed up and it's the humantash and all that stuff. And they did, oh, it was fun. They did great music and everything. So he was the lead of it. He played Haman. When, Haman. And when I was a kid, I played Haman in my in my temple's play, I knew all my lines. And there was a lady in the temple that was kind of scary. I remember I looked at the end, I blanked on my line, and I just ran off the stage. But I was the only one who really, like, prepared for my role. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, and this is, I found something else. So most points of the season since 2005, 2006, Kucherov at 128. That's the most. Joe Thornton had, in that was 2018, 19. 2005, 6, Thornton at 125, and, and McDavid with 17 games left is going to top both guys. I mean, also, you know, he's had a good season and everything, but, you know, I saw a stat on him and, you know, Connor McDavid's having a hell of a season, but, you know, 100, you know, used to be the norm, like 160 points in a season. And you even had Gretzky who had two seasons over 200 points. So, you know, hey, it's, it's good, but it's not like, wow, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And how about this? 10 games with the Blazers, Cam Reddish, 14 points, three rebounds, three assists, a steal, 46% from the field, almost 40 from 39% from three, 87% from the line. He only appeared in 20 of 56 games for the Knicks this year. Yeah, I guess uh, things worked out with the uh, switching teams, right? I mean, I would say that things worked out quite well. Yeah, right? Seriously, that's, that's pretty impressive. That was... So, hey, you know what? Sometimes you got to change, change places, and that's always a good thing. And the triple-double for Giannis... The other night where he took a field goal attempt and got his own rebound. A field goal attempt has to shoot with intent to score. So he got it. Instead of getting a triple-double, he ended up with uh, nine rebounds. So his rebounds per game actually went to 11.92. But his missed shot, his actually field goal percentage went up to from 5.538 to 5.539. Paul Gasol gets his jersey in the rafters tonight in 
for the, for the Lakers. Damian Lillard last night had his third career trouble double. Second of the season, he had 41 point. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 31 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists last night. 110-104 over Detroit. Isaiah Livers, 17 points to lead uh, to lead the to, to lead the Pistons out of Michigan. They're 31 and 34. Detroit fell to 15 and 50. 31 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. Unbelievable. So he just had another triple double. Sixers won 147, 103 over the Pacers, but Embiid at 42. Harden had 20 assists. Halliburton had 40 points and 16 assists. Indy had 70 points in the paint and still didn't. And <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, did, so that game, he had two guys over 40. Jalen Brown had 32 points, 13 rebounds, nine assists. And then you had Donovan Mitchell, who had 40 points and 11 rebounds. Cavs, their third overtime win versus Celtics this year, third team in the last 50 years to do that. The last time was the Pacers against the Heat in the 2004-2005 season. Thank you, Optostats. How about that? So you have Embiid, Halliburton, Donovan Mitchell all had 40 points last night. The Heat yesterday had their 36th game decided by five points or less. The record's 41. Thank you. Thank you, Cooper Moorhead. And Heat are th- have a 3-1 lead in their season series against the Hawks, so they clinch a tiebreaker, 131-28. They're 35-31, and let it fall to 32-33. Trey Young at 25, DeJounte Murray at 23, Butler at 26, nine rebounds, nine assists, and Oladipo, Victor, 22 off the bench. The Heat bench outscored, outscored the Hawks 59-41. Talked about Cam Reddish. Yeah, you just sometimes you got to get a change of scenery. It helps. But this is crazy. Okay, so the Kings won 123-108. Sabonis had his eighth triple-double, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. They're 38 and 26. They're 6-1 and one since the All-Star break, and they're a half game behind number two, Memphis. De'Aaron Fox sat out with a hamstring in- injury, and they host either a 10-win or a one-loss in a row. Scotty, Scotty two times. What's up, Scotty two times? Any sports stuff you want to talk about, Scotty, two times? Bring it on. Let's talk about it. So the, the Knicks on or not on a win streak. How about this? 160 40-point games, 18 more than the record of 142 on pace for 200. So, so Dame is 14 this year. Luka is 12. Giannis is 11. Tatum, 10. Donovan Mitchell, 8. So you think, oh, wow, that's a lot. You know what the record is in a season? Wilt Chamberlain had 63 40-point games in a season. MJ at 37 in a season, and Kobe at 27. 63. Even Jordan, 37. Almost triple what Dame has, and Kobe is 27. And even in those years, 142 was the record of 40-point games all time. That's crazy, right? Not a lot of defense, a lot of scoring. R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, honorable mention All-American, All-ACC. Armando Baycott, who turned 23 yesterday, got first team. The, he's the only one in the top, in the in the top three teams, and the only Dukey is Kyle Filipowski, second team. That's the only one from Duke to make it to the to make it to the All ACC first, second, or third teams. So one UNC guy, which makes sense. I mean, come on, they didn't have a great season. Duke more so, but not Texas. They think Texas Tech coach brought up slavery in a Bible verse. He said to his one, one of his players, Mark Adams, likely done coaching at Texas Tech. How about this, Brenda Van Lengen? She said, fans of Iowa women's basketball. Iowa completed, competed in the first college women's basketball national championship in 1969, hosted by Westchester State in Pennsylvania and sanctioned by C, by the Commission 
on intercollegiate athletics for women. Iowa's best player didn't go because her boyfriend didn't want her to. So I was like, and I was like, I got to talk to her about this because that's the story I want to know. That a woman was like, my boyfriend didn't want me to play in the tournament, so I didn't go because of him. I thought that was, I was like, wow, wow. See, so he said, no go. UConn beat Nova for the Big East title, 67-56. But how about this? So Aaliyah Edwards at 19 points, 15 rebounds. They finished, so they're 29-5 going to the tournament. No, Nova is 20-6. Maddie Seagrice had 22 points, but shot 9 for 21, 1 for 4 for 3. But all 34 games this year, she scored 20 or more, 20 plus points. And it's second most in a season since Kelsey Plum at 35 back in 2016-17. Now, she's going to play another, she's going to play some more games this season. So she's probably going to eclipse that record. Every game this season she did, as did, as did Kelsey Plum, she reached 20 plus points in a game. I talked about Raging Cajuns, their first Sun Belt title since 2014. And Cleveland State is in the championship game of the Horizon League. They lost their season opener to Division II Notre Dame of Ohio College, which were tied for fifth in their conference. And Den- Den- Deni- Denial Robinson, first year as coach, they're 21 and 12. They're going to play against Northern Kentucky tonight, 7 o'clock. Thank you, Heat Check Men's Basketball. How about that? They lost their season opener to Notre Dame of Ohio College, a D2 school, and now they're going to be playing for a spot in the dance. And Raging Cajuns, first one since 2014. Furman made their first NCAA tournament since 1980. You like seeing stories like that. You've got Gonzaga against St. Mary's, number nine Gonzaga versus number 16 St. Mary's of the West Coast Conference. St. Mary's is looking for their first conference title since 2019. I mean, both teams are going to make the make the the March Madness, but we'll see what happens going forward on that front. And yeah, talked about Lamar. Oh, and Tom Brady, the, the, the rumor is that he was asking about that he's interested in Miami playing for the Dolphins. And he came back and said, anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. I don't understand what, the, what a two-month-old kitten is really going to affect me playing football. And I, I really don't see you, you know, taking care of this kid, and that's what you're doing all day. From going from playing football, focus on football 24 hours a day, now all of a sudden you're just turning it like that and taking care of a kid. And I call bullshit. Nobody gives a shit. It's a bullshit thing. Let's see what happens, but we'll, you know, time will tell on that front. And the Knicks, with last night's win over the Celtics on Sunday night, the Knicks officially clinched their over-win total. Over-under was 38.5 coming to the season. They got to 39 with 16 games left. Thank you, Fred Katz. Yeah. Dame, yeah, and and they asked Damian Lillard who would get 100 points, and he said Steph Curry. He's going to have to get really a Bill Orham. John Morant, they're investigating him in Colorado for uh, brandishing a fireman at a Glendale, Colorado nightclub. We'll see how that goes. And Raptors lost to the Nuggets, 118-113. They're 32-34. and 34. Raptors are 46-19. Nuggets, magic number for the number one seed is 11. He had a clutch steal at the end. Jokic and now is is now is now ties with Dan Issel for fifth most in Denver franchise history. Thank you, Joel Rush, for that. Yeah, Jokic only had 17 points, 13 rebounds, nine assists. So I guess he didn't pad the stats that much last night. And Charleston beat Towson in the CAA semifinals. They're 30 and three per. So yeah, that, 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 that's crazy. So. 
They're 30-3, and three, and if they don't win Tuesday against UNC Wilmington, they become the first team ever to win 30 games and not get an at-large bid to the big dance. St. Mary's in, in 2018, UNC Greensboro in 2019, each had 28 wins and didn't get a bid in the modern era. Thank you, Tristan Freeman. Crazy. So they're going to go. So tomorrow they're playing, well, today they're playing UNC Wilmington, two teams that won on double-digit winning streaks this season in D.C. for the automatic bid. Cougars 30 and 3, and they, if they lose, they said they won't make the tournament. Wow. And Furman 27 7 beat Tennessee Chatt- Chattanooga. They're the Southern Conference champions, first time since 1980. And Jose Quintana has a small stress fracture on his fifth rib on the left side, according to the Mets. He will travel t- to New York for further testing. The Mets have a ballpark that brings in major profits. The ballpark shows that Queens Ballpark Company, a subsidiary wholly owned by the Mets, which operates City Field, earned a record $244.3 million in revenue this past, past season. Of that sum, more than half, $133 million, came from ticket sales. Luxury suite premiums added an additional $10.3 million. That's a lot of money. Advertising and concessions, second and third biggest revenues. They only had th- three postseason games, but those brought in $7.7 million. Operating expensive reached 114.7, meaning City Field generates a net profit of basically 130 million. So it doesn't it earns 80 million from its local cable from SNY and more than 60 million from national broadcast deals. They'll spend nearly 500 million on player salaries and luxury tax payments this year. Team owner Steve Cohen said the team lost money in 2022, but declined to say how much. He did not. And codify, I love this. Barry Bonds, Todd Helton, Manny Ramirez, Albert Pujols, Tony Gwynn. The only players to have a slugging percentage over 400 with two strikes since they started tracking this info in 1988. So I go, well, and not one is an active player. So I codify. Who's at what active players closer to this with two strikes? And of course, they don't respond. I can't stand when they put this shit up and then, you know, okay, these are the only players that have, but we're playing in 2023. And none of these guys are playing in 2023. Well, Pujols played last year. And I'd like to know what current players are close to this. Maybe I guess there's no one really that close to it. And how, this is crazy too. So listen to this. The Rangers are $1,608 in projected cap space and play the game on Saturday shorthanded with only 16 skaters. So Johnny uh, Brodzinski is going to recall from Wolfpack AH, AHL, who is, he, he was brought up, is a likely roster emergency exception and would therefore not count against their cap. They're $1,608 in cap, $1,608 in cap space. Is that crazy? So, you know, I talked about Connor McDavid. Only nine players have recorded 140 or more points in a single season. Espied, Phil Espied has done it twice. Marilyn Mew five times. Wayne Gretzky 11 did it multiple times. And Gretzky went over 204, I'm sorry, four times. He holds the all-time record with 215 points in 85-86. But no player has gone over 140 points in a season since the 90s. And he's on pace for 156. So he's having a season, folks. But think about how great Gretzky, Lemieux were. I mean, 5-11. and 11. Gretzky and Lemieux had Hodgkins and back injuries and all that stuff. Imagine what he would have done if he had been, if he had been healthier for a longer period of time. Who knows what, what would have happened. And how about this for college hockey? LIU Hockey, one of two teams with an all-women's coaching staff, former Division I players in the NCAA tournament. Head coach Kelly Nash is the only woman of color head coach of the tournament. She's playing against her alma mater in the first round. They were awarded the number 11 seed and will face six-seeded Wisconsin on Thursday at 6 at Colgate. Host Colgate, the team's third seed, will play LIU Wisconsin winner on Saturday for passage to the Frozen Four. So Kelly Nash won a pair of national championships with the Badgers. 
crazy, right? LIU claimed on its home ice, the New England Women's Hockey Alliance's first ever automatic bid to the NCAA Women's Ice Hockey Championships with a 2-0 victory over second-seeded St. Anselm in Saturday's championship game at Northwell Health Ice Center. In its fourth season of existence, LIU has produced a program record 20 wins in 2022-23. The Sharks captured the NEWHA's regular at postseason titles. It was formed as a conference NEWHA for the 2017-18 season and was approved for active D1 membership 2019-2020. This was the first year that the postseason winner received an automatic bid to the NCAA Women Ice Hockey Championships. So during her college career at Wisconsin, she had 22 goals, 47 assists, 153 games over four seasons. She earned the Jeff Sauer Award as the most dedicated player as a senior and graduated in 2011 with a bachelor's degree in sociology. She said, it's a funny coincidence about drawing her alma mater. It will be fun. I think our team will be ready for it. And Tony Granato is done at Wisconsin. Seven years, 105 wins, 129 losses, 16 times. Well, that's 65, 87, and 12 in Big Ten play. 2021, they won the Big Ten Championship top seed for the tournament. He was, he was named Big Ten Coach of the Year during those two winning seasons in 2017 and 2021. He's, he's a head coach. Eight players went on to play in the NHL. He had some good players, but you got to win. You just got to win, man. <laughs> he's a member of the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. He played at Wisconsin. Jeez Louise, man. Third in, in Wisconsin history with 100 goals and fourth with 220 points during his four years at Wisconsin, 83 to 87. All-American honors, and he was a finalist for the Hobie Baker Award in 87. 13 years as an NHL player, 13 players as a head coach or assistant coach, and they're going to get a new head coach. We'll see how that goes. Jacobs is the first Raider to be tagged since Tyvon Branch 11 years ago, safety for the Raiders. They want a long-term deal. Frank Clark, we'll see how that works out. Philip Rivers contacted the Dolphins and Niners about coming out of retirement late in 2022. But Niners stuck with Brock Purdy, and the Dolphins went with uh, Skylar Thompson in the playoff game. But that's interesting. And Titans going to wear Oilers throwback uniforms for his home game. They think it's going to be when they play the Texans. But I love that you with the, with the Derek. Yeah, the blue, the blue one, go blue. Oh, and a settlement was reached between attorneys for the University of Iowa and plaintiffs for former athletes suing the football program for racial discrimination. So they'll pay them $4.175 million to 12 former players and their attorneys plus cover court costs. So Kirk Ferentz, offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz, athletic director Gary Barton, former football strength coach Chris Doyle were dismissed as defendants with prejudice, cannot be refiled. Yeah, so $1.9 million of that $4.175 is going to attorneys. About 2.26 will be divided among the former players, and they'll pay 2.175, while the Board of Regents will pay $2 million, pending approval by the State Appeal Board on Monday after yesterday. They accused, so back in 2000, June 2020, dozens of former black players accused Iowa's coaching staff of fostering an unwelcoming environment for non-white players in social media posts. Most of the criticism targeted Doyle, who was the nation's highest-paid strength coach, uh, Doyle signed a separation agreement with Iowa 10 days after the allegations and was paid a $1.1 million settlement, less than the approximate $1.9 million he was owed on his two-year contract. And they'll commit 90000 up to 20000 individuals to support graduate or professional school tuition expenses for the plaintiffs. 
It will also provide mental health counseling for each plaintiff through March 15, 2024, and pay for registration fees and travel expenses for up to 10 black UI students to participate in the in the annual Black Student Athlete Summit through 2026. All right. Cool. Very cool. Okay. How's it? Now, I mean, they didn't have to go to trial. Uh, as I said, you know, Iowa, black students, you know, you have to, the Iowa way, they didn't want the kids wearing the, you know, it was a dress code, all that stuff. And, you know, the kids felt that they were being pushed against. And yeah, I've heard about the, with the, with the uh, strength coach who kind of works, works as the coach away from when the coach isn't around the team. He's the guy running this, running the show. And he pissed off a lot of players, a lot of players. And Rutgers signs defensive coordinator Joe Harasimiak to a two-year contract extension to 2025, $1 million for each of the next three years. Thank you, Brian Fonseca. Hey, so shitty team, $1 million for Rutgers. Does it show up on the field? No, it does not. Now, Apple's deal with MLS, you know, the billion-dollar deal, that, that if the deal doesn't deliver subscriber numbers to Apple TV, they could reportedly walk away. Now, Commissioner Don Garber didn't confirm or deny an opt-out clause exists, but we shall see. And FIFA, for the World Men's World Cup, agreed, reportedly planned to drop Saudi Arabia's tourism board as a sponsor for the 2023 Women's World Cup. Come on, of course they should. You know, they, they don't have the best human rights record over there. So the, it's going to be hosted in Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, shortly after host, uh, Australia and New Zealand wrote a letter to FIFA demanding clarification as they were not consulted on the deal. FIFA hasn't commented publicly on the matter, of course, but it's all over. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And the world's largest racket sports facility is coming to North Carolina in 2024. The 70 million swing racket plus paddle complex in Raleigh will feature tennis, pickleball, ping pong, celebrity chefs, and more. Woo! Woo, I got to go down just to go there. And I thought this was pretty funny. This is from Michael Q. Todd. Prices for a round of golf, TPC Scottsdale, $525. TPC Sawgrass, $840. PGA National, $500. Trump Doral Blue, $655 a round. Kiowa Ocean, $600. Pinehurst, $2,495. But take a flight to Queensland, Australia, at beautiful Tugalawa. We pay $150 US. Okay, but you know, great, it's $150. But I got to get myself over to Australia. So I'm thinking, that's kind of a long flight to get that done. But, I mean, it's, it's nice. It's a nice thought. It's a nice thought. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I said, sure. You know, that's maybe. Maybe, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to play, play that. So now it says that uh, the Falcons will not pursue will not pursue Lamar Jackson. Okay, good. Good, good. That, I, I'll sleep better knowing that. Yeah, Saquon congratulates Daniel Jones. He got paid. Good for him. I didn't miss anything else. Little trivia questions. Let's get to some trivia. Last show's trivia question was, okay, most bench presses of the combine. This year was Mozzie Smith. Well, it wasn't Mozzie Smith. It was the guy who tore his knee from USC. But the record is Eastern Kentucky defensive tackle Justin Ernest. 51 bench press reps. A mark that has stood since 1999. Justin Ernest, and I wanted to look him up. Did he even make the Justin Ernest? 51, that's a lot of reps. Justin Ernest, former All-American. He never wanted to play in the NFL despite his record-breaking combine. Practice squad. Never made it to the pros. 
All right, so you have that record and nobody gives a shit. Most interceptions, today trivia question. Most interceptions in one season. Most, I almost said the answer. Most interceptions in one season. All right, Nick's going for 10 in a row. We got the, we got the Devils hosting the Maple Leafs. I don't think the Nets, the Nets aren't playing until Thursday, I think. In, yes. Oh, Nets are playing, I'm sorry, tonight, the Rockets. I apologize. They're playing tonight, and then they play Thursday against the, at the Bucks. So one, 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 well, Rockets score 142 points against the Spurs. And the Islanders, and the Islanders are playing tonight against the Sabres, and the Devils are playing. All right. So I left, talk to my dad today, and uh, 17 days in a row, and I want to thank everybody. I got over 1,100 downloads this past week. And I just want to thank everybody for listening to the show and all that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. And Bumbles just sent me something. Jets fly on Woody Johnson's plane for face-to-face with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, who fucking cares? That's my response to that. He's all excited. He really wants them. I, I, I'm not a fan. I think his best days are past him. Prove me wrong. Hope he proves me wrong. I don't think it's going to happen. All right, someone left to Michigan. My parents, Mrs. S. Bumbles, you rock. Chris, congrats. Keep up the good basketball work. I should get him on a show talking about his basketball team. And uh, Gumbo Chef, great workout today. I'm glad you love the gumbo. Everybody have a great day. Peace out. I'll talk to you soon. Oh, yes. And Bumble. I said, who fucking cares? He says, me. And yay. Yay. Peace out, everybody. Oh, and congratulations, Raging Cajuns. Yes.